Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Darker Demons. When we last left off, Alexandra was saying goodbye to her mother, and her mother's trying to explain why she has to leave. Lorelai replies, I know, my sweet, but my time is growing short. If I don't depart this room soon, I will be trapped here forever. Anguished, Alexandra asks, can't you just possess someone like Magdalene does? Wouldn't that give you more time? Possession is an evil act. It deprives the spirit of its rightful host, and it damages the spirit of the possessor. Magdalene was once a kind and loving witch. Her jealousy ate away at her. Her possession of Caitlin, then Tom, has destroyed any goodness she had left. I would not walk that same path. I feel my hatred for her growing. If I were to enter another body now, I fear it would be the end for me. Can you understand? She asks her daughter. Sighing, Alexandra tells her, of course, I was being selfish. After spending so many years without you, I just wanted a little more time. I'm scared, mother, afraid, and unsure what to do. Lorelai's spirit approaches Alexandra. Reaching out to her daughter, Alexandra feels a warm breeze gently stroking her. You have many friends. Your demon will find you soon, and the witches here are all ready to help you any way they can. The book has given you many answers. Just follow your instincts. I believe in you, Lorelai tells her daughter. Alexandra tearfully asks, can I see you just once before you leave? Lorelai summons all of her remaining strength and appears before her daughter. You are so beautiful, Alexandra says, reaching out to embrace her mother. Thank you for this. As they hold one another, Lorelai's spirit fades. Alexandra knows her mother has departed for the Akashic realm. I love you, mother. Someday I will follow you, and we will have eternity to be together, Alexandra says. Unable to sleep, Alexandra wanders down to the common room. Gazing out over the sea, she thinks about what her mother had said. Your demon will find you soon. She thinks, now that my mother is gone, maybe the veil of secrecy will dissipate. I wonder if that means my father and Magdalene will be able to find me too. I wish she had explained it all to me. Hearing someone approaching from behind, she turns to find Dawn. She came to say goodbye to me, too, she tells Alexandra. There was so much I wanted to learn from her, Alexandra says. Why did she never contact me before? We could have had more time. Each manifestation weakened her ability to stay in this realm. She was always watching over you, but she waited until you had urgent need of her before making contact. You need to understand she put herself at risk to help you, Dawn tells her. Alexandra asks how she was at risk. If Magdalene had found her while she was in a vulnerable state, she could have prevented her from ever joining the one. Now she is safe for all time until the end of time. Alexandra asks Dawn when she thinks they should make their journey to Scotland. You have been through so much, and you will need all your strength if we are to be successful. We should wait a few more days at least. 
Alexander nods in agreement. This place is good for my spirit, she says. I will gladly stay a few more days. Packing a single bag, Jake leaves Brown's hotel. He stops at the desk on his way out, telling the clerk he will be back in a few days, alone. He tells the clerk his assistant, Aaron, has already returned to New Orleans. The words cause a lump to form in his throat. The new emotions Jake is experiencing are not pleasant. When do I get to feel something enjoyable, he asks Samir as they hail a cab to take them to the airport. Ah, my friend, now you sound almost human, Samir replies. No need to be rude, Jake answers. The flight to Edinburgh is short, but it gives Jake time enough to decide their first move. Are you sure your presence aboard the plane is safe, Jake asks Samir. Fairly sure, yes, Samir answers. I guess that will have to do, Jake says. According to the map we found in Magdalene's room, the coven in Scotland is ancient. I think we should start with a visit there. Simha didn't say what it is we are looking for or where to find it. So I guess we just have to find it, Jake says. I agree. Where do you think Magdalene is now? Do you think she returned to Scotland after she, Samir asks? Yes, I suspect she only traveled to Epsom to ambush us. The witches there don't know much about our plans, fortunately. Simha said he refused to give her any information, so I suspect she is searching for answers, just like we are. Try and get some rest now. You look exhausted, Samir says. I will wake you if my presence on the plane starts causing a problem. Closing his eyes, Jake is immediately confronted by Alexandra's image. He replays the last night they were together. He arrives at Alexandra's apartment at 5 p.m. She thinks they are going to see darker demons, followed by dinner downtown. He has other plans. He knows her migraine medication makes her drowsy. He breaks up a couple of pills and dissolves them in wine. She is asleep within 15 minutes. Shedding his human form, he carries her down the stairs to his car. Driving to the building where he and Caitlin have set up the fake hospital room, he has a moment of doubt and considers taking her back to her apartment. Realizing realizing it is safer for her if he just goes through with the plan, he drives to the building. Carrying her inside, he briefly imagines they're somewhere else, somewhere far from New Orleans and Caitlin. Caitlin and the two prostitutes she hired to watch Alexandra arrive minutes later. She orders Jake out of the room while she finishes preparing the scene. Undressing Alexandra, she places her in a hospital gown and hooks up the IV. Filling it with the drug-filled mixture she paid a real hospital employee to provide, she inserts the needle into Alexandra's hand. Alexandra groans. She seems to come around briefly before the medication takes effect and knocks her out. Instructing the two women on what is expected of them, she leaves to join Jake in the hallway. He's all set, Caitlin says. Are you sure you don't want to just kill her now and get it over with? Annoyed at being questioned again, Jake tells her, I'm sure, we're sticking to the plan. 
Caitlin asks about the device Jake supposedly implanted in Alexandra's neck, the one that allows him to control her thoughts. Lying, he tells her it is a device his company has been working on. He tells her it will earn him millions. Between that and what you'll inherit from the judge, we'll be multimillionaires, he tells Caitlin. How does it work, she wants to know. Pulling her close, he presses his mouth to her ear. Come on, babe, you know you don't understand the technical jargon, he whispers. Things go as planned until somehow the IV needle is removed from Alexandra's hand and she wakes up. He now suspects it was Lorelei who removed it. A sudden jolt awakens him. Afraid Samir has caused a malfunction, he is relieved to hear the pilot announcing they are about to land. Once settled at their hotel, Jake, Jake pulls out his phone and dials Claire's number. Sounding anxious, she answers immediately, wanting to know if he has found Alexandra. No, but I think we are close, he says. I need you to do something for me, Claire. You know I can't refuse you, she reminds him. I know. I remember, he tells her briefly. He tells her, briefly visualizing Claire's naked form beneath him. So what is it you need, she asks. I need you to convince Lucian I am in France. Tell him I have a lead and I'm going to Mont Saint-Michel. I don't want him to know I am in Scotland, he says. Scotland? Ah, this is connected to Rosslyn Chapel then, she says. The prophet Jake says, I didn't know it was, but maybe. Yes, it could be. Well, I'm glad I could help, she says. Haltingly, Jake tells her his other news. Claire, Aaron is gone. Magdalene ambushed him, and I wasn't there to protect him. I'm so sorry, Jake. Don't blame yourself. I don't know what happened, but I do know Magdalene has become very dangerous. Just take care of yourself and find our girl, she tells him. I will take care of Lucian. After ending the conversation with Jake, Claire summons Rosalyn to her office. I think you need to know what's happening, she tells Rosalyn. Is there some news about Alexandra? Rosalyn asks, fearing the worst. Shaking her head, Claire answers. No, not yet. I just spoke to Jake. He and Samir, the wind race, are in Scotland. Jake's assistant, Aaron, is gone, killed by Magdalene. I knew him. He was decent and very loyal to Jake. Jake and I were, we knew each other many, many years ago. Back then, he was going by the name Jacques Saint-Germain. The night he showed up carrying Alexandra's body was the first time I had seen him in over 100 years. But a demon spell has no time limit. He has asked me for a favor, and I can't refuse him. I wouldn't, even if I could. I'm telling you all this so you will understand why I am going to lie to Alexandra's father and why I may need your help. Rosalind reaches out her arms, and Claire goes to her. You know I will do whatever I can, she tells Claire. It could go badly if Lucian knows I am lying, she warns Rosalind. We can handle him, she assures Claire. Claire leaves her friend's soothing embrace and fetches her phone. While listening to the recorded message on Lucian's voicemail, Claire composes her story. Lucian, it's Claire. I have some news. I have heard from the demon. He is on his way to France, to Mont Saint-Michel. Alexandra is with the wishes of Racine. 
the demon claims the lock is somehow related to this area. Rosalind and I will leave for Paris in the morning. I expect I will see you in Racine. Turning to Rosalind, she says, we better start making arrangements. I will call Celestine and tell her what is happening in case Lucian arrives before we do. I will let Jake know what we, we are doing. Maybe we can delay Lucian long enough to give him a chance to find Alexandra. Why are you smiling, Claire asks. Rosalind says, I have always wanted to visit France. Well, bear in mind this is not a pleasure trip, she scolds the young witch. Still, it will be nice to see Paris again, she adds softly. Lucian is enjoying the company of a beautiful young woman when his phone interrupts. Checking the numbers, he decides Claire can wait. Turning to refocus his attention on his companion, he sees she is already out of bed and getting dressed. What's this? Why are you leaving so soon? He demands to know. I have a job and I need to get back to him, she tells him. I need to get back to it, she tells him. It's been great, thanks. Leaping out of bed, he grabs her by the shoulders. I'm not ready for you to leave, he says. Sounding alarmed, she says, listen, I'm sorry, but I really have to go. Please let go of me. Seeing the look of fear on her face, Lucian releases his hold. Go then. You are not worth my time. Hurriedly putting on the rest of her clothes, the girl rushes out the door. Stupid child, he spits out. He picks up the phone and calls Claire. After several, several rings, she answers. I'll have you know you just spoiled a lovely afternoon. What is it you want, he asks. Didn't you even listen to my message, she asks. I don't have time for that. Just tell me why you called, he says. <clears throat> Claire repeats the story she had left on his voicemail. So, she is in France. Good, I'll meet you there tomorrow. And Claire, I hope for your sake you are telling me the truth, he says. Okay, I think that's all the time we have for this week. So, I hope you'll tune in again next week.